I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. An Erios production. Hello, everyone. Guys, I got to tell you something. This past Sunday, I went to my friend Theodore Leaf's house. I went up to his house. I sat on his deck. We drank a bottle of rose champagne and we talked about Britney Spears and we listened to Britney Spears on vinyl. We listened to In the Zone on vinyl, you guys. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a little? A little 16-year-old dreaming of moving to Los Angeles someday. And not only does she move to LA, she ends up meeting a neighbor who also loves Britney Spears just as much as she does. And that is Theodore Leaf. I can't believe it. Like, I just wish I could tell 16-year-old Jen, like, it's all going to work out. You're going to find a friend who lives in the same neighborhood as you. And you guys both love Britney Spears. And you're, you know, like in your 30s and and you're still going to love her and you're going to find each other and Britney's still going to be relevant maybe even more now than ever and it's it's all going to work out and it was just like a glorious day I hadn't had fun like that in such a long time just I don't know the weather was so nice and I wore an outfit that wasn't sweatpants I wore an outfit that had a collar and and a button. I wore this really cute jumpsuit. I really like it. It's um I call it my Troop Beverly Hills outfit. It's like this like easy breezy little like army green shorts little romper. And I wore it with a white tennis shoe and earring. I even put mascara on and I was just driving up the street to talk about Britney and hang out with a friend, but god, it really just like gave me the lift I've been looking for. It really really did. I felt like I felt like myself again, you know? And while I was sitting there, Theodore was like, listen, what if we watch just the first five minutes? 
Like he was like, girl, just the first five minutes of the Britney Spears Live from Las Vegas HBO special. I got it on DVD and I was like, yes, let's do it. I ended up staying the full hour and a half. It was so fun. We blasted that thing. Like the speakers were bumping. Like all of Laurel Canyon was was not ready for this. I mean, also, it's just really funny. We were blasting Britney Spears through Laurel Canyon. I mean, there are some people who are definitely rolling in their grave. But it was, it was just so much fun. And you guys, the show is really something. It's a real moment in time. It was shot in November 2001. So it's shot two months after 9-11. And Brittany is, she thanks the audience and she thanks the troops for making it possible for her to do what she's meant to do. And that is to entertain and perform. She gets really choked up during this moment. And it's really beautiful. And it's interesting because she then goes into Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. And before that, she's saying like, I'm in this in-between time in my life. And honestly, I feel like Britney was a mirror for also America being not a girl, not yet a woman. It was a, a real in-between time for the culture. It was it was really interesting. I feel like some college student could write some paper about that. Um, and she, yeah, she just was like, she was so strong, so in control. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think that this was the height of Britney's career. Now, I know what you're thinking, Jen. After this, we had In the Zone. And after this, we had Blackout and so many other amazing Britney albums and singles. But I don't know. Watching that show, I actually think that this was the strongest Britney ever was. Not only physically, but emotionally. I think that this is where she really got in her groove of being, or even like became more comfortable as Britney Spears, the pop star. She's got the perfectly flat ironed hair with loads of extensions, a heavy bang. She's giving us, you know, the suspenders with the loose, you know, pant and then like the crop top. Um, Wade Robson did such a phenomenal job choreographing this show. It's just like, it's so beautiful. And like I said, it's just Britney is so strong. We know she wrote a lot of songs um, on the Britney album more than she had in her um, previous two albums at this time. She's dating Justin Timberlake. She's just in her flow. She's really coming into her own. And I think it really shows in watching this. There's also some really like crazy crystal ball moments. For example, right before Overprotected, there's a screen behind her and there's a bald Britney. Britney with no hair. Guys, this is like six or seven years before she shaves her head. It's crazy. And then it launches into Overprotected. I was like, damn, that is mind-blowing. And then in another uh, scene... John Voight comes out and you heard me right. I said, John Voight comes out and he's playing, he's doing full acting. He is giving us full scene work. Uh, He plays a dad or a grandpa, more of a grandpa, 
reading a bedtime story to a little girl because this was Britney's dream within a dream tour. And the little girl kind of looks like Britney. And it's really strange. And it's also so uh, interesting to think about how John Voight has a really complicated relationship with Angelina Jolie. And then knowing now we know that Britney has a really complicated relationship with her dad. It's wild you guys but then there's also just like a lot of like fun you know we get like she puts the hair in a high pony at one point we can see all the little extensions on the side but it looks like cute and she's doing like lucky she also does like a real like fun like quirky performance of anticipating that's like a real like I don't know it's just really fun and I love that song and I don't know it's like about girlfriends and they're like in their like little cars on the stage and I don't know. It was just like a great time. It was a great, it was just a great time. I remember when I saw that for the first time, I got on the T. I was at Emerson College and I hauled ass out to 1066 Com Ave where all my friends shared an apartment. And the only person who cared about watching the special was Steve Moreau. They had HBO. We got mozzarella sticks beforehand. And I remember sitting on the floor in one of the bedrooms and we watched it and just howling, just having, just having the time time of our lives, which is also so crazy to have memories like that. But then to go back in time and realize that that was only two months after 9-11 and just thinking about how time works and how you like store memories and oh, guys, I don't know, I'm going places now. How are we all going to come out of this after the pandemic? How will we remember this time? You guys, will we like then, is this the equivalent of how we'll feel about Chromatica? And Gaga and that album and Rain On Me and hmm, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I was talking to my eight-year-old niece the other day and she was saying she was really feeling Katy Perry. I always like to like touch down with the youth, you know, like how, like what, what are you guys into? Even though she's only eight, it's still interesting. Do you know what I mean? All right, listen, I really am so excited that Britney Spears posted a really lovely picture of herself with her two boys. I thought that was so sweet. And she said that she hasn't posted a picture of them recently because she knows that they're at the ages where they want to express their own identities in their own way. And I thought that was just so cute. They seem to be in nature, having a lovely time together. And that just warmed warmed my little heart. So I'm really happy that Brittany did that. And that also brings me to today's guest, I spoke to a hairstylist who worked with Brittany. She was hired to just do Brittany's everyday hair during the first year of her conservatorship. And it was a really beautiful conversation. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. And I'm just happy that Brittany had someone really nice who was in her life during that time. So let's jump into that conversation. And one last thing, I really, really can't get this out of my head that during the framing Britney Spears doc, Fee told us that Britney took out $10,000 in $100 bills and drove through her old neighborhood and handed them out around Christmas time. I'm just saying, like, present this to the judge. You guys, this is the, what she wants to do with her money. Ay, ay, ay. Also, listen to The Alarmist. This is a podcast I had the the honor 
of being a guest on and we um, try to figure out who is to blame for Brittany being in this conservatorship. That's the question that's posed. I went in just going with the flow, not knowing, you know, what, how, who I would blame, you know, if there's, seems like there's enough blame to go around, but who would be to blame for this? And I'm interested to, to hear what you guys think about what we decided. Remember, it's just a podcast. We're just, it's where we don't know the answer. We're just guessing and we're having, you know, conversation about it. But please let me know what you guys think. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with the beautiful, the lovely Roberta. start by saying you're so beautiful oh my gosh thank you I put the ring light on and some makeup so (laughs) nice nice so I know that you did Britney's hair for how long you know I want to say I know it was a year it might have been a little over a year but it definitely was at least a year and were you with her consistently during that time I was hired, um, I was working with Kim Bo, he's a celebrity stylist, and I was hired to literally maintain her hair. So he got her as a client through a friend, and he started coloring her hair, and he had a deal with uh, Jamie Spears about, you know, just getting her look every day, like, presentable, basically, because the media was just, like, on her so bad. So... He had a team of people just trying to work with her. I mean, I think I was like the 10th person under him that was called in and called back and called back and called back. So Kimbo was like, look, this is the deal. We're just doing her maintenance with color extensions, some makeup, just do the best you can from any time she calls you. So I was literally that girl that wasn't doing um, press or wasn't doing videos or anything on that status. It was just like day to day helping her with her look. So wait, this was in, so was this, this was in 2008? So this was 2008. Yes. Yes. So when I came in, I went to her house and, um, I just remember I was at my apartment where I live next to Theodore (laughs) and, um, you know, I was just like, I don't remember. I think it was my day off and Kimbo was like, Hey, I need you right now. I'm like, okay, what do you need? And he's like, we're going to Britney Spears house. I'm like, okay, what? Okay. (laughs) And he's like, just meet me at my house and we're going to go together. I have everything for you. And I'm just like, what do you mean you have everything for me? You do no styling. You do no cutting. You just do color. So I just like grab what I can because, you know, you have to be ready, right? You just have to be ready in Hollywood. You just never know what's going to happen. So I have my own little whatever bag. I go to Kimbo's house and we go in his little cute, amazing, I don't remember what he had, two-door car. And um, we're going to Brittany's house and he's all excited and anxious. He's like, are you nervous? Are you anxious? And I'm just like, no, I'm really just excited to meet her because so many people, you know, around me was just being negative about her. So I was just like, I know that she needs love and light and peace and calmness. And people get so um, crazy about celebrities. And for some reason, 
I just always had this calmness and understanding that everybody's trying to grab at them and like want a piece of them. So I just knew like I was just ready. I was just comfortable. I was excited. Of course, it's Britney Spears. So we get there and she's just like, hi, nice to meet you. Very humble, very sweet. And she's sitting in her little beauty salon area that they have for her. And I come in and Kim is just all anxious and excited and just talking, talking, talking. And he gets in her hair and I'm like, he doesn't do extensions. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Because, because you're looking at that thinking. It's going to be a mess. She okay. needs like professional. I had already been through uh, training with the kind of extensions that she likes. And so he knew that actually he put me through that training. So I was ready for those extensions. And, you know, looking at her pictures and what the media had, I'm like, whoever's doing whatever to her, I don't even understand it, you know. But then getting to know her, she doesn't like to sit in a chair very long. So I remember her just sitting there looking at me and I'm, you know, talking to her about her hair and, you know, making her feel good because I just can imagine how she felt. You know, so many people have come in and out. Now, I have seen the Britney for the record maybe 25 times, maybe more. I I love it so much. I mean, there's so many iconic moments in that. And, you know, being one of the many people who try to mine for clues as to how Britney's actually doing, you know, I've watched it so many times trying to figure out like where, you know, how is she feeling at that time? So the beauty room, you're in that. Now that I'm I'm looking at you, right? You're doing her hair. Are you doing her hair at the beginning? So they did show me doing her hair. It wasn't every time she was filmed. And ironically, when they would call me, sometimes I wouldn't even get to touch her. And what do you mean by you weren't allowed to then? And would you go to the house and then they would say she's not feeling up to it today? Or was it a call? I would go to wherever they were filming and just be waiting to see her and do her. And then it wasn't, I just wasn't, let's say that day, they didn't call me into the room or they're like, oh, we don't need you to do it today. And what's it like, what is Brittany like during that time when you're working on her? Could you feel as though she wasn't too keen on people touching her? Was she open to it? And what was her feeling of what she wanted her look to be? Yeah, so going back to first meeting her, when she had all the extensions on the top, um, you know, I was taking them out. And I just remember her saying, wait, what are you doing? You're going to put those back in, right? And I was like, Honestly, Brittany, I was like, you need a whole different type of extensions. I know why you want these because you can like probably put your hair through it. You don't have an actual wig on. The clip-ins aren't there. I go, I understand that, but the hair on top needs to cover your extensions. So I'm going to take all that out and see what we have. I literally, I'm like, I, you know how people grow bonsai trees? I literally can grow hair. So I I was growing her hair out to cover the best way I could. And so that was her biggest fear was just not having hair up there. And I told her, I understand, but to get where you need to be, you need to let this hair breathe and grow so you can cover and have those day-to-day, you know, 
extensions that you don't want to wear a wig. You don't want to wear clip-ins because honestly she did need a wig. She did need that. But to everyday look, she was like, I'm not going to do that. And look, some people, sometimes we need a wig. She, she shaved her head. She's growing her hair in. Sometimes all of us need a wig. It's, it's okay. Yeah. And I also like that you, I like that you gave some hard truths. You were the friend that's honest. We need an honest friend. We need someone who says, honey, it's, it's not going to look right to have short hair on top of long hair. Right. You're the girlfriend we all need. So thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad that Brittany had someone there telling her the truth and that you are, you are so warm and just such a bright light. I, God, it's just making me feel relieved. This is warming my heart. I wish everyone could see you. You guys, Roberta is a beautiful angel. This is exactly when I'm like, who was there at that time? Dear God, get someone with a heart and a soul who's like loving and kind in front of Brittany and you, and she had it. And that makes me feel so good knowing that during that time you were there to do her day to day hair. Yes. And then what was hard because there were so many people like everybody's like, wow, you're doing her personal hair and makeup. I'm like, I'm really one of the six people that were called in, you know, it was like a girlfriend. So I was like her girlfriend at that time, just doing hair um, playing with hair, taking it out, fixing all the other extensions that were randomly put in. I mean, randomly, like it just looked like people were grabbing at her and just sticking them wherever they wanted different colors, different tones, different types of extensions of, of the infused, you know, glue and hair extensions. So I was trying to just take it all out it was a little hard because she didn't want a lot of people touching her and she didn't want to sit there very long. And she was under the microscope. She was going through a very hard time. She was trying to go to court. Sam Lefty was, you know, you know, in the background, still trying to get at her. It was just a lot of emotions, you know, not being with her kids under conservatorship with her dad. Um, it was, it was a crazy time. Did you talk about any, you know, movies, TV shows, boys, like, (laughs) you know, dating, any, like, who she thought was hot, like, things like that? Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about everything girlfriends talk about. I mean, she was so interested in me and my life and stepping into her life. She's like, you just drive up in your little four-door Kia and you come to my house and you step in my world like nothing. And then you just go home to your apartment. She's like, I want to do that. I want to go home to your apartment. I want to hang out like, like away from this. I'm like, I I wish we could do that. I wish I could take you and hang out at my apartment, (laughs) but we couldn't. (laughs) Were there a lot of um, people around her, her entourage? No. So at that time she was like, she would always say, I'm so boring. I, I swear I'm more fun than this. I'm like, Brittany, you're not boring. We are literally hanging out, going to massages, going to the movies, going to dinners, tea time, like just hanging out at the pool, like going to Las Vegas, like just hanging out as girlfriends. Like she was not boring, but because she had such a different life, she didn't have her kids. She was going to court, you know, she knows what she went through with the media, with 
you know, all the pictures they took of her shaving her head. I mean, they would not leave her alone. Before I met her, it, it was crazy. But even when I was with her, it was ruthless. Like, you know, uh, paparazzi's crawling on the car to take pictures, crawling on the SUVs. I mean, to the point where we're in there, like, this is scary. Helicopters over her house. They didn't have drones then. <laughs> um, you know, paparazzi's following my car. Um, just, uh, it was just a lot. I mean, the reporters were looking for my family, you know, she just didn't want a lot of people around her because so many people were grabbing at her. So it was not a big entourage. It was me, her assistant, Brit, Brittany, they call her Brit. And it was just us three girls hanging out. We just, you know, we're like girlfriends. You're telling me, you've mentioned a few things. You mentioned sitting by the pool. You mentioned dinners. You mentioned tea, a tea time with Brittany. Yeah, These we were we would go to the Montage Hotel, um, I, where Kimbo also, you know, had a salon. So we would go there a lot, and we would have tea time and just hang out and just, you know, talk and just to get out of the house and do something different. Did you have to sign an NDA at the time working with her? I remember signing um, documents and papers and a lot. So. I'm so green to all of like that knowledge of exactly what it was. But I remember like signing, you know, no, don't talk to anybody about what goes on and, you know, stuff like that. So. Brittany seems like such a girl's girl. She just seems like she loves girlfriends. Yeah, she loved it. She even went to the point where she's like, you always talk about your friend, Jen. I have this friend, Jennifer Delg, and she was my you know, we would always hang out. If I wasn't with Brittany, I was with Jennifer. And she's like, I want to meet her. So Jen hung out with us. And it was maybe a few times. We even to the point where we were in Jennifer's car. She's like, I want to, I want Jen to drive us. And I want us three girls to get in the car. And my team, my uh, bodyguard um, will follow us. And they did. They allowed it. And she just felt so like, excited and just felt like one of the girls and we were literally able to not have any paparazzis for whatever reason at that time at that moment so we're just jamming out to music and just we drove to the montage and just hanging out <laughs> oh my gosh i'm losing my mind okay i need to collect myself what you just described my fantasy do you remember the music that was playing Oh my gosh, I know Jen will remember. Probably just like what was popular at that time. Um, or Jennifer probably just put something on. And you went to the montage and at the montage, did you guys go out for tea or was that a pool day? That was a, a like an evening tea hors d'oeuvre type of night. And so she had to ask for permission though, because this yeah. is at the beginning of her conservatorship. Yeah, we had permission and we did have one of her bodyguards with us. And, um, you know, the security at the Montage Hotel knew we were coming. So we were just able to, like, just get in, hang out, and leave. It wasn't one of those paparazzi moments, which was really nice for her. And did she pay? Have you ever seen Brittany pay for anything herself? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I know she had a card. I know she, they would give her her card, but... um. I want to say I think she did pay herself, but a lot of times the bodyguard would 
or her assistant, Brittany, Britt Wood. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You you lived a moment in time. You were, you were friends. So then what is that like that? I mean, you guys had a really positive experience together, Mm -hmm. um, working together. What, um, what was the end of that time like? So we, I went on the promo circus tour with another team of hair and makeup, but because she just wanted me there to still help with color extensions and just kind of like oversee. I really think at the beginning, what I said helped our relationship. Like I was like, I'll do anything for you, but those extensions on the top of your hair doesn't look right. And I don't know if anybody ever said no to her. You know, I think everybody was just trying to please her and stick around. So um, I guess what happens with the tour, the team, they have their own people that they want, they know they bring in. So I was literally not, I was 18 with Brittany, but I was not the tour production hair and makeup. But she still wanted me there. So I worked on dancers. I even worked on her sometimes. She's like, nope, call in Roberta. You guys, you know, it was just like the the hair and makeup team hated me. Like they just did not like that I was there. The dancers loved me. I just was like, well, I'm here. So (laughs) deal with it. So after that tour, you know, we had some time to settle down a little bit. And then the big tour for circus was coming up. They got rid of everybody for that mini tour and hired a whole new team. And I was just wondering, I was like, you know, am I going? What, what is my role? Um, If we really, if you, if she really wants me to be there to help her with hair and makeup, like I have not only ideas, but because I get adjusted, like how she is, I'm like, I can work under pressure and I could be like, I have it. Like you need me to sew it. I'm going to sew it. You need, you know, eyelash glue fix real quick. Like I can literally do anything and everything. So I'm like, I have ideas of how to keep her presentable and just work with this tour, but they weren't calling me like that new production. Didn't want me. They were like leaving me out, but she kept saying, I want you to come. So I was like, what is my role? Like we need to get you wigs. We need to figure out what is going on with your costumes. Like I have nothing. So I I really was in the dark and, but she kept calling me and we kept hanging out and it just, you know, I, I just really was green and didn't have a stronger voice. And they just kept telling me, be patient, don't worry. So I knew in the back of my head something was going on, but they just wouldn't tell me. So when it came to the time of like going on tour, they're like, you know, we're no, no longer, she couldn't, she didn't tell me. Um, Larry, Larry told me, you know, we're, they're going to go with somebody else. They're not going to use you. You're no longer needed for Brittany, but we would like you to come and hang out on tour whenever you want. And I was just like, I would love to go hang out with Brittany and hang out with her on tour. Like that'd be great. But how am I going to pay my apartment? Do I let it go? What's going to happen? Am I going to get money? And Larry gave me nothing. Like he gave me no answers. He goes, yeah, I understand. I completely understand where you're coming from. You need to take care of yourself. So it was just their way of letting me go. They just did it slowly. And I mean, it's such a Hollywood way. I mean, that is the thing. Like in Hollywood, rarely, I mean, people say all the time, how do you deal with rejection? And it's like, 
you don't really get rejected. It's like people don't tell you no. You just you wake up and you decide 152 days later, well, I guess I got fired. <laughs> I guess that didn't work out. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. If I the person I am now, I'm like, wow, I would have just probably went on that tour and just figured out how to get paid, you know, and just went to above Larry. I don't know who's above Larry, but you know, when I got hired to even meet Brittany, they didn't offer me money. Kimbo didn't offer me money. He's like, we're doing this just to get her as a name. And I'm like, okay. But I was so Roberta, green. no. I was so green to Hollywood. I was only there for two years. She was my big, big celebrity. And I was so eager. And they knew that. I was, I'm kind-hearted. I'm, you know, we'll do anything and everything for you. I have all the skills I was doing hair makeup for eight years already. And I was doing both hair makeup extensions. I mean, I could fix your nail. I can do a pedicure. So I was getting called to do all these things and I would get paid for certain jobs. But when it came to Brittany at the beginning, Kimbo wasn't paying me. No, I, Ooh. and he Ooh. told me he wasn't getting paid, which I highly doubt now. Um, but so Jamie Spears, he just was like, you need to cut my hair. We need to talk. So I just, I'm not thinking it's a secret. I'm not thinking it's, I'm just like talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. You know, Kimbo um, asked me to come and I just said yes. And, you know, I, I know like, you know, we're trying to get Brittany back in the spotlight to where she's just you know, herself again. So I'm so eager. And he's like, yeah, well, what is Kim paying you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I, we're not getting paid. He told me that we're not getting paid. We're just, you know, here to promote that we do Britney Spears at Kim Bo Salon. And he literally was like, Lord. And he's like, get me my checkbook. He called Britt, the assistant. He wrote me a check. And from there on out, he was paying me. So he's like, I will handle Kim and I will pay you. Don't even worry about it. Now, listen, if you don't want to talk numbers, I get that. But was he paying you well? Would you say it was a generous payment? Yes. Okay. It was a generous payment. I think because they knew I was green, it would have been a whole different story if I knew about celebrity hairstylists having an agent. Yes. But the moments of like the VMAs and for her documentary and the circus tour, it was exactly what a celebrity stylist, if probably not a little bit more, should have been paid. Because you did her hair for the VMAs. Uh, what what looks were those? I'm trying to remember. There was one look where she's in a black dress and her hair is more of a blowout where it's a smooth but voluminous look. And then there's the crinkle, the like... The crinkle. With the silver dress. Yes, yes. Gorgeous. That was gorgeous. That was, that was Britney. That was really, really, that was Britney's comeback. You did such a great job. And I had that iron, like I literally had it in my toolbox. And she's like, I want this look. This is what I want. And I'm like, this is probably going to be the best for her extensions if she doesn't let us put a wig on that day or any other clip-in extension. So I told her, to, we need to wash your hair really good. I need to come in in the morning and blow it out. But I literally was with her all day because they did a segment in the morning at her house 
And that was with Jonah Hill. Yeah. And so I did her like just blow out and got that prep. So it was perfect for when we went to the VMAs to get her ready. I mean, they were doing her nails. She had a makeup artist that I was doing her hair and she was just sitting there for us. So it was really a good experience, a good time. So is she patient during that time or does she ever like, oh, I'm so sick of this. Like I want to get out of the chair. That time she was really patient. It was uh, good. It was really good. Um, There was times where she wasn't patient and she literally would just get up. And all I could think of is like put myself in her shoes and try to understand. And like I said, she was going to court. She was under the media heavily you know they were not talking good about her and with the kids and not seeing her kids how she wanted to Kevin have them I just as the mother now I'm like mm, yeah 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 I see that so, I see, yeah it's an overwhelming yeah If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then Sam Lefty. I mean, he it went to the point where he found my number. He got a hold of me. He was texting me, and I'm like, I talked to my mom. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't know if I go to Jamie. I don't know if I go to Larry. I don't know if I go to Brittany. I don't know if I go to, you know, the security. And she's like, you go to Brittany, go to Brittany and talk to Brittany as your friend. And so oh, you have a good mom. Yes. That's oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So and what was he saying in these text messages to you? 
just like this is Sam. I know you know Brittany. Like I'm trying to desperately help her. She needs to get out of this conservatorship. I'm a good person. Don't believe anything you heard about me. Like just trying to get me to talk to him. And I literally was just looking at these like, oh my gosh, like I just don't even know what to think. How did you even get my number? You know? So did you go to Brittany? I went to Brittany and I didn't wait very long. Like I got them during the day then some at night. And then I was like, this is what's going on. And she's like trying to handle it with me. And I'm texting him, leave me alone. I'm not going to talk to you. Stop calling. Like, and then she's just like, that's enough. Like we need to go tell my security. And so we told the security and then things progressed with going to court. I went to court to testify against some Sam Lefty for her. And the, you know, her dad was really trying to get him away from her. So I remember doing that and it was trippy, like reporters calling my family in New Mexico, finding my grandma and my grandma's like, yeah, that's my granddaughter. And then quickly she's like, I gotta go. (laughs) She hangs up the phone because she doesn't She's like kind of keen to like, wait, I don't want to give any information out about my granddaughter. Who are you type of thing? They were calling my sister, anybody they could find to find out just information, I guess. And Roberta, at this time, when you say they would contact you to ask you to come and do her hair, do you think that is the they, was it Larry? Was it Brett? Was it either Jamie or Brett? And what was Brittany's relationship like with Jamie at that time? It seemed good. I mean, I think they put their best face forward when outsiders come in, you know, even though she was comfortable with me, um, whatever people have said about Jamie, I didn't see. He was always joking, making food, um, you know, you girls have fun, go to the movies. Um, you know, if you need anything, Roberta, let me know. He just seemed like a a good supporter, honestly. Do you remember the last time you saw Brittany? Yes. Um, before the big tour, they let me, before they told me I wasn't going on the big tour, they took me to, um, actually had to do a lie detector test. Yeah. They were wanting me to do a lie detector test. They had a few of us do one and just asking questions about our friendship, our relationship, what things she has asked me. And then from there, they're like, okay, now come to uh, the production. We want to show you the production. We want to show you everything, what's going on. So I'm still like, not really sure. Like, I felt really confident about going, but yeah, I still had no like information on her outfits, her, you know, what we need to do for her hair, her wigs. <laughs> okay. Wait, hold on, Roberta. I have to ask this question. I know so much. <laughs> who, who asked you to take a lie detector test? I want to say I was talking to Larry at the time that everybody in the team her team was doing a lie detector test and I was one of them. So to move forward, you know, this was part of the process that, you know, we just want to make sure 
however they worded it, I was like, literally, I had my own personal things happening. A lot of people were dying in my family. And so I was literally going just through the motions. Mm. I think about it now. I'm like, wow, like I was going through a lot of hard times. Maybe that's why I was able to step in and out so easily because I was still like, just trying to survive day to day too. I think back of like, why didn't I ask more questions? But it also seems as though that they wanted to, to know what Brittany was saying to people in her private moments, which is uh, disturbing. I feel like it sounds like all she wanted to talk about was your apartment and wanted to meet your friend and go out for tea. I mean, this doesn't seem like she was saying things that were alarming to you. No, there was nothing alarming. I mean, we talked about a lot of different things and personal stuff that I will never, you know, put out in the world. Um, but I didn't see signs of alarming. I just saw signs of really um, building her up, building her confidence up, getting her, you know, on her feet with just you know, dealing with her day to day, the media, and getting back into, you know, singing and dancing in her tour. I mean, she was doing it, but on the capacity of Britney Spears. So yeah, it uh, sounds like the things that she was talking to you about the private things were all it, these weren't delusions. She was sharing with a girlfriend about how she missed her children, how she was going through a divorce and how, you know, she was coming back to, to work at the same capacity that she was before, you know, she had a, a really hard time. It just, it just sounds like she was telling you what was going on in her life. Mm-hmm. She wasn't making up stories yeah. um, or um, sounding, I mean, Point blank, I guess I could just ask you, did, do you think that she seemed unfit to drive a car and pay for lunch herself and yeah. do those things? Absolutely not. You know, what I got from it and just seeing what the New York Times po- uh, put out recently um, and people talking about her that knew her, she was just like, leave me alone, you know, back off. She just needed some breathing room and she shaved her hair. Like that was her way of nobody's going to touch me. I'm not going to let them touch me. And, you know, I didn't see her like, she spoke very clear and very direct and very positive. And I didn't see like she wasn't capable of doing anything. Mm-hmm. You were telling me about the last time you saw Brittany. So we went, I went to the production and they showed me the stage and the dancers were there and, you know, we talked and um, that was it. Honestly, I'll see you later and have a great rehearsal, have a good day. And then when I got that phone call later, like all that happened in one day. And I remember I was working on an independent project. So I was on another set and I got called and they were telling me that, you know, I was no longer needed. And so my mom is just like, what are you going to do? Are you going to call Brittany? And I was like, it's so weird. Like, I was like, well, I don't know if it's coming from her and she couldn't tell me. I don't even know how to feel at this point. Of course, I want to reach out to Brittany. Of course, I want to talk to her. So I text her and I'm just saying like, 
you know, have a great tour. If you ever need anything, I'm here, you know, just being the friend, because how am I going to come at her like, hey, what's going on? Like, why am I let go? Like, I know it's really not up to her because of production. They're going to have their people. They're going to bring in who they want. They're going to push, you know, different people upon this tour. So I did call the house. I knew when she was leaving. So I was like, I'll just call like the day before and see if I can get a hold of her. And I don't know if she just felt like shy or embarrassed or didn't know what to say. But I did not hear back from her. But I didn't take it as like, I can't believe she didn't call me. I took it as like, just again, putting myself in her shoes with being Britney Spears and the world wanting a piece of her. Even though I was with her in that time and she felt comfortable with me, she probably always in the back of her head with everybody is wondering, what are they going to take? What are they going to talk about? What are they going to say about me? How are they going to really be? So she just probably let it go like any other hair and makeup artist was let go. Do you still have that number? Have you tried her? You know, they change her phone number. They change her phone. So I knew, you know, that they probably did that again for this tour. And I don't, I mean, I probably in my phone have it. Like, I know I have Larry and Jamie and I'm sure I have an old number, Brittany, that I've never took out, but I know it's not her number anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, the last time I reached out to her dad and Larry was 2018. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't hear back from them, but it's the reason why I would reach out because New York Times would call me and different things would come up with my career of like, oh, you worked with uh, Britney Spears. Can you um, put pictures or talk about her, do whatever? And I would reach out to them and talk to them about it, what I could do, what I couldn't do. And so that was our relationship. And then it just ended in 2018. I just never heard back from um, her dad, which I think he was sick at the time. How do you what what kind of Britney do you see when you look at her Instagram? Um, I see like probably this quarantine has really taken a toll on more of what she can do what they want her to do. And she's just like the Instagram is her way of like just being doing what she wants and just putting it out there. Um, I definitely see, like, I feel like it's a different Brittany. And so I'm wondering like if it's this quarantine has really just taken a toll on her spirit and, and just not being connected to the, to people how she was. Yeah. So whatever she's going through, I just, you know, I reach out to her. I haven't heard back from her, but through Instagram. I have you comment, you comment on her Instagram. I have a few times and then I have DM'd her, but she probably gets flooded with so many DMs or I'm not sure if they're in control, if her team is in control of her phone or what's going on there. So maybe one day. (laughs) Would you text her directly and back and forth in that year when you worked together? Yes. Was it ever fun text messages? Like just silly things? I mean, not at first. Uh, We wouldn't text. And then we started, you know, when I would stay at her house, it's like, I'm in my room. She's in her room. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just laying here. She's like, 
okay, meet me in the hallway or the kitchen or whatever. So I'd get out of bed and we would talk and hang out because sometimes I would stay the night there. What would you do? What would you talk about? You've lived <laughs> my dream. Roberta, you've lived my dream. This is, I, I can't even believe I'm talking to someone. You would stay in her house and then she would text message you and be like, what are you doing? Let's yeah. hang out. And then you'd go to the kitchen or you'd go to the hallway. What you, what are you doing well, like, in the hallway? Like we just like meet up, either go hang out in her room or go downstairs and watch TV or a movie or go to the kitchen and get a snack. And just, I couldn't do, sleep. Do you, you remember the movie, the TV show, the oh snack? Like, what are we talking? Are we talking Cheez-Its and a Coca-Cola? Are we? Oh, we drank Cokes all the time. I mean, we were junk food queens. <laughs> so, so not, but not Pepsi. So this is breaking news because she's a Pepsi girl. <laughs> well, because I'm a Coke girl, I remember Coke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You're a good friend. You're a good friend. You're a good friend. But so you would drink, you would drink Coke, you would drink Coke or Pepsi. Yes. And do you remember anything you watched? Oh my gosh. I'm so bad. I don't. You just remember a good energy. You guys would have. We would do, we would like purge her closet. Um, She would give, she gave me so many clothes that I still have to this day. Um, She gave me so many clothes for my nephews because her boys are around the same age as my nephews. And so at that time, of course, they were little. So she's like, take this. I took bags of clothes to my family and friends. And of course, I kept some for me. And she would, she would get me ready. Like we would have girl time. Like she's like, I have these extensions. I'm putting them in your hair. I'm going to do your makeup. Like she was like, this is so cool. Like she just had a ball hanging out, just doing that. You know, we were just hanging out at her house and playing dress up. And <laughs> when you would sleep over, was it like you should sleep over tonight and you knew so you could pack a bag or is it like you're there and it's like, we're having such a great time. Why don't you just sleep over? No, like I would be at my apartment and uh, or doing whatever. And she's like, what are you doing? Um, come over. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, stay the night. So I would. <laughs> I, I would too. Wow. What a time. What or a time. time. Yeah. Or Brett was like, uh, Brittany wants to work on her hair tonight. And I'm like, yes, because, you know, I really, the maintenance was so important. And then it would turn into a hangout, go to the movies. I'm like, I would carry my mason brush. I would carry lip gloss, makeup wipes. I mean, I had my own little bag just in case, you know, of anything because I wanted, at that time, people didn't know it was Roberta. I got known for the documentary, um, the VMAs hair. And um, I want to say, gosh, what was it? I know those two for sure, but Kimbo was always like, Kimbo did it. Kimbo did it. Really, it was me. Yes, he did it. Yes. <laughs> he, yes. I can't say he didn't do anything, but when I was with her, it was me. You know, wow. he, he did a few things in the beginning and then literally it was just me. And then, of course, she would run her fingers through her hair or do whatever to herself. And that was the hardest thing. Because it was like, you couldn't just like do her hair and have it perfect because she wanted to feel like, you know, her normal self and I'm going to do it. So that was a little difficult. I, I feel so good knowing that she had (laughs) a nice person with her during that time. 
really, truly. Do you hope you see her again? And what do you hope for Brittany? Yeah, I hope I get to, you know, see her again. You know, I'm not a fanatic of like, I don't have a shrine or anything or like, you know, I'm not in that capacity. But, you know, I think about her and, you know, how can you not? And I, you know, I I do pray for her because that's just the person I am. And um, I always just like if anybody says anything negative, I always just remind them of the good and to remember like you have no idea what it's like to be under the microscope and you don't know what you would do. So I defend her. I've always defended her before I met her. I defended her during, I will defend her to the, to the end of our days. Like, you know, my daughter knows who she is. I show her, you know, talk about her and my friends, they just love the fact that I was able to work with her. And, you know, I just remind people like of the Brittany that we all remember and seeing for the first time and, you know, she's still there, you know, she, she has it and we all go through hard times. So under quarantine, you know, it's, I'm sure very hard for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Roberta, this has been amazing. Thank you for talking to me about Brittany because it's really, it's, it's just so nice knowing that she had just a nice person by her side, an honest person. Um, and it just sounds like Brittany is just an absolute doll. I mean, she just sounds like a nice person. She was so, so, so nice, not a diva, super humble. You know, the talks that we would have, I'm like, you know, she's really smart. You know, she is a good mom. Her voice, like when she would just sing in the house, I'm like, whoa, I feel like, you know, they change it, it, you know, a lot. And her kids are just, they love her, you know, her family. What, when I was there, it just, everybody was giving her love and support her mom, her sister, her brother, you know, I didn't meet her sister, but I met everybody else. And it was just a lot of encouragement and love and um, just getting, getting to know Brittany was great. (laughs) And one, one last thing you don't live in Los Angeles anymore. Is that right? No. So I got pregnant in 2015 and I was working for eight months. And then I decided because I'm a single mom to come home and be with my family. And, um, I did, and I'm still connected with Hollywood. I get calls and different things and I've tried, you know, but my life keeps progressing in Albuquerque, but I gave Hollywood my blood, sweat and tears for 10 years that I know I'll be back because of the opportunities that have been coming my way. It just hasn't been that grand scale of income to where it now it's me and my daughter. So in time with her father now in her life and um, him in Hollywood and works for Atlantic records, I'm, um, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like planning, you know, different things because I know my capability and I'm stronger now and know what I've learned and I will be stronger and better. <laughs> Next week, I speak with psychic Heather Abel. We discuss the supernatural encounter that shook Brittany to her core and caused the pop star to quickly sell her home to another very famous Brittany. 
We Need to Talk About Britney is an Erios podcast. It is produced by Maria Blasucci with additional and emotional support by Theodore Leaf. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you want to join the conversation, you can call the We Need to Talk About Britney hotline at 814-277-3277. Our phone lines are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because sometimes you just need to talk about Britney. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.